If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Beginning a series of sermons on vaccinations. This is the first. Uh, I am about to vaccinate all of you today uh, against fear. Fear is the real pandemic in the world today. That's what we need to be immunized against, an excessive fear, an atheistic fear. As I've said in the past, uh, this is the new form of government, is a phobiocracy, a rule by fear. Uh, now fear, fear has its proper place. Fear is a natural reaction to something which is perceived as being evil, some kind of, some kind of damage to us, some kind of harm. And so fear, in the right measure, at the right time, inspires us to take action to avoid that harm, to avoid that damage. Fear of wild animals, fear of heights, fear of sin, these are all good fears. Uh, but too often and too easily, fear gets out of control. We can end up fearing not that which is harmful, but fearing that which is difficult. We fear losing our comfort. We fear the effort involved in hard work. Or, as is the case today, we do fear something which is evil, but we fear it excessively, such as death. Death is an evil, and it ought to be feared, but in the proper measure. All of us are going to die one day. That is a given. That is a guarantee. And death itself ought not to be feared as much as a bad death, an unprepared-for death, being caught unready to leave this world and enter the next. If we are prepared properly for death at, at any moment, uh, we would have an unshakable peace. That's the true uh, vaccine, that's the true antidote to fear, is being prepared for death, whatever that may be. Uh, and I would say this is, this is uh, in the world today, this is what's happening, an excessive fear um, of death, an atheistic fear. Now, fear is a mild case of atheism. It implies a lack of trust in God, a misunderstanding of what's really important, an inversion of goods. Even the, uh, let's see, these days it seems to be everything is about survival. We have to save ourselves in this pandemic. We have to, everything is all, all about just this life and this life only. Even the ancient pagans recognized some things are more important than life. Uh, the ancient orator Cicero said that um, a country ought to preserve itself, but not at the expense of its honor. Even just a few short decades ago, honor, integrity, purity, those were worth sacrificing one's life for, but no longer. 
It's almost a, an evolutionary mindset. The only thing that matters is that survival. And so this, uh, this atheistic attitude, what, what you put into something is what you get out of it. I think that's what we're perceiving. The whole way this pandemic has been handled is atheistic in, in, in its approach. Be af as afraid of death as possible right, is, is what the message we're getting. And that's why I think we, we have a problem uh, when the church responds in the same manner. When the church is just going along with what the world says, there's an implicit atheism there, an implicit lack of trust in God. And this is a great uh, uh, teaching opportunity for the church to tell the world, you don't have the right attitude about death. You don't have the right attitude about sickness and virus and so on, whatever it may be. We have to have a supernatural attitude. That's, that's what we should be seeing and hearing. And that actually, that is the proper thing to fear, right? Many people say, Father, you know, I'm not afraid of the virus. I'm afraid of the vaccine. I'm afraid of the government. I'm afraid of, of, of all these, I'm afraid of losing my job. I'm afraid of the government's campaign of fear against the unvaccinated. Okay, these are legitimate fears. Uh, but how do we do that properly, right? We, we don't want to, uh, um, uh, you know, combat excessive fear with more excessive fear. Fear should always be in the proper place, proper time. Uh, and fear can be debilitating. Fear can inhibit the reason. If you keep adding fear on fear on fear on fear, you end up with panic. And panic removes the ability to reason. And I would say it's, it's clear to me that's what governments are trying to induce in citizens, is elevating fear responses so they stop thinking for themselves. So how do we not fall into that trap? Vaccinate yourselves against fear. And I want you to get vaccinated with attitude. Literally, fear is the wrong attitude about danger. I fear something excessively. I'm not, I don't have the right mindset. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not approaching it properly. If you approach danger, if you approach something fearful with the right attitude, you won't be excessively afraid. That's what I mean, right? Have the right attitude about what it is that is feared. Now, the right attitude is not what the government has told us to do regarding this pandemic the whole time, right? Sit there cowering in your rooms on lockdown, waiting for the government to save you with a vaccine? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to handle fear. If there's a virus which is attacking you, if there's a virus which is attacking your lungs, I'm going to get stronger lungs. Right? If there's a virus that is, is attacks those with poor health, I'm going to work on my health. Right? I'm going to do something about it. If the virus is attacking me, I'm going to attack the virus. Right? That, that's the attitude that you have. It's an attitude not of being a victim, but, but doing something proactive. What does God want me to do? What's the proper course of action? And that's about anything, right? If I'm afraid of losing my job, well, what am I going to do? Sit there and get fired or investigate the law? What are the rights of my employer? What are my rights? What does the law say? What can I do? What, what action can I take? Can I look for a different job? Can I become the guy so valuable they, they can't afford to fire me? Right? It, it, uh, it doesn't matter what you, you think, what you, you come to, it's the attitude that's important. The attitude of, I'm going to do something. Now, that is the, that's the natural response, right? The, the, the properly natural response to fear. But there's a properly supernatural response as well. Because what happens when, despite my best efforts, I do get fired, I do get the virus. You know, the, the, that thing that I'm afraid of, what if it does happen? What now? Supernatural attitude. 
Because God always does one of two things. Either God will prevent evil from happening to us, or if evil does happen to us, he will give us the grace to deal with it well. So God does not, God does not positively want evil to happen. God permits evil because he knows he can draw a greater good out of it. And anything outside of my control is in God's control. And what God permits happens, that's his will for me. God's will is whatever's happening to me in life right now. And people want to say, if I just knew I was doing God's will, I'd be, I'd be happy, I'd be safe, whatever. This is God's will, what you can't control. Uh, so what does he want? He wants us to develop the virtues. How can we be patient if there's nothing to, to, to frustrate us? How can we be courageous if there's no fear to overcome? How can we be faithful if there's no, nothing to try our faith? Right? It's not the evil, it's the virtue behind it. So that is what God wants for us, and he always gives us the grace to achieve it. Right? Sanctity is not impossible. Sanctity is everyday stuff. Um, you know, people, you know, we complain about the state of the world. God always knew this was going to happen. He knew we'd be alive in these times. He knew this pandemic was coming. From all eternity, he saw this. And he chose us to be here at this time. This is our vocation, right? To, to live in these times of, of, of chaos. And, and as, as Father Bissig mentioned, we don't even know what's going to happen to the liturgy. Right? Our prayers and our efforts are very, very needed. But it's not a fearful praying. It's not a worry that there's no anxiety. God is in control. So what's God's plan? How is God going to get us out of this mess? Right. Well, it's unwise to question God or wonder what God's thinking. Uh, but we can, if we look to the past, how did God defeat Satan before? And looking at how God beat Satan in the past can show us something about how he might do it today. What was the ultimate defeat of Satan? Satan getting what he wanted uh, the Messiah came down to earth to save mankind. And Satan was like, no, I'm going to defeat the Messiah. I'm going to do everything I can to put the Messiah to death. And Satan had all his whole plan lined up to kill the Messiah. And guess what? He was successful. Satan got exactly what he wanted. Satan fulfilled his plan perfectly. And that was also God's plan. Satan's victory was also his defeat. And very often, that is how God defeats evil. That is how God defeats wickedness, is by letting them fulfill their plans. You go ahead and do what you want. And that will be your defeat. And so I would not be surprised at all if uh, we look around in the world today and we think, why doesn't somebody do something? How is this going to stop? How is this going to end? What's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Evil may very well succeed and be triumphant. So they think. But just like Christ was crucified, died, and was buried, and then he rose again, that can happen in the world just as easily. Right? Christ's physical body was in the tomb for three days. Maybe his mystical body will also have to go underground before we see victory. We, we shouldn't be surprised if something like this happens. It's happened in the past. It can happen again. Where is our faith? So uh, this, this, is, um, this is just the first 
right? The first of your vaccinations, I'm going to give you booster shots in later sermons. <laughs> uh, but it's our attitude. Our attitude is it doesn't matter what's on the outside of me. It matters what's on the inside, right? And if we have Christ, if we, if we have sanctifying grace, we have the indwelling of the Trinity within ourselves, what are we possibly afraid of? Either God will avert the disaster, or if it comes, I will receive the grace to deal with it. Those are our options. That's our promise. I want everybody to be absolutely firm in that. Uh, be invincible in your faith, invincible in your courage. We have everything we need. There's nothing to worry about. God bless you all. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.